The podcast you're about to listen to is part of the Professional Casual Network. To find more podcasts like this, please check out professionalcasual.com. The Professional Casual Network has gear. Check out teespring.com slash store slash professional casual for fresh new swag. Also, every month we're going to be giving away any one item to a Patreon backer at the $5 tier or above. Check out patreon.com slash professional casual for more information. Also, a special thanks to Built Bar for sponsoring the show. To get 10% off your order and to help support the show, use code PROFESSIONALCASUAL at checkout or use the link in the show notes. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, cats and squirrels, it's your boy and host of Elite Eight Showdown, Big Chuck. Do you have a business, online store, Facebook, Instagram, OnlyFans, or anything else that you would want to advertise on Elite Eight Showdown? Well, we want you to sponsor the brackets. Right now, we are offering you the opportunity to advertise your business, product, or anything else. Maybe you're a cosplayer, performer, artist, musician looking to reach new fans. Maybe you're a gamer or content creator who wants to get their Twitch, Facebook gaming, YouTube, or podcast advertised. Right now in this introductory offer, you can sponsor one bracket over four shows for just $10. That's right, just $10, and you'll get a month worth of advertising. Nobody is offering a deal like this. Email us for review and approval at theprofessionalcasual at gmail.com in the subject line. Put Elite 8 Showdown Bracket Application. Give us just a brief description of what you'd like to advertise, as well as any links for approval. All applications will be considered and reviewed before approval. Elite 8 Showdown has hundreds of downloads every show all over the world, and we are growing and gaining more every week. This is a limited time offer, so don't wait. Theprofessionalcasual at gmail.com. Subject line, Elite 8 Showdown, bracket ad application. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, cats and squirrels, welcome to the only podcast on planet God dang Earth, where we pick anything and everything to face off in an eight-subject bracket elimination tournament. This is Elite Eight Showdown. I am your one host to rule them all, Big Chuck, and I am not joined by my comrade, my cohort, my co-conspirator, more importantly, my co-host, Tim I took everybody from the Professional Casual Network to a lakeside cabin for a week of vacation and didn't invite Big Chuck because, quote, I just needed some time away. France. But I am joined by my very special guest. She is owner and CEO of Figuratively Speaking Minis, a pillar in the Instagram miniature painting community and quite arguably the biggest Lord of the Rings fan I know. She is the goddamn Canadian treasure herself, Courtney. Courtney, welcome to the show. Hi, Charlie. Hello. Thanks for having me. Uh, I I gotta say, okay, I gotta say, you are uh, our second guest, our second like uh, special guest, where it's just myself and a guest. Um, we first had Brian Breaker on from the Breaker and Bang podcast, and I gotta mm-hmm. say. Uh, already knocking it out of the park. You're doing way better than he did. So oh, we can't, you. yeah, we can't, we can't, uh, we can only, we can't, you know, it, we're, we're good. We can screw up a bunch and it's not going to matter. Okay. Let me get, <laughs> let me check all the boxes off right now. 
Of course, we have the 50 five-star reviews over on iTunes. If you give us a five-star review and we hit 50, I will do a very special bracket where I will talk about my most embarrassing moment of my life. For whatever reason, Court, nobody wants, nobody apparently wants to hear this because we still don't have 55 star reviews. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're, you know, whatever. Our fans are the worst. Of course, go over and check out whatever new goddamn giveaway we are doing um, at the time of this recording. I don't even know what the giveaways are, but if you go to professionalcasual.com slash giveaways, you can uh, you can check it out. We will probably be giving away something from our store, which you can go preview all that over at professionalcasual.com slash store. Um, of course, uh, let, Corny, let me ask you real quick. Have you ever wanted a shirt with my face stuffed with hot dogs on it? Yes. Yes, I do. Okay, well, good, because you can get it in a shirt, a sticker, <laughs> well, perfect, a mug. That would make my dream come true. Exactly. A fanny pack. I have the fanny pack. Actually, okay, real quick, the fanny pack, well worth the money. The quality of this fanny pack is amazing. I am... I was shocked at the quality uh, that the fanny pack is. I also ordered our famous John Cena parody blood on the bracket t-shirt in a nice like workout tee. Great stuff. Great stuff. Been wearing it a ton. But enough of these silly old plugs. Let's get right into uh, segment one, which is our, uh, you know, backyard deathmatch championship. But Arnold Schwarzenegger is not here. He's currently our champion. Um, he, you know, he's on vacation with Tim at the lake that I wasn't invited to, but I signed his paychecks. So whatever. <laughs> um, but I, you know what, Court? Let's 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 talk. Let's 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 jibber jab. Let's, let's just dive yeah. In. Let's let's let, let's talk about it. Um, you are Courtney of figuratively speaking minis. I am indeed. Um. Tell us, tell me a little bit about figuratively speaking minis, where it came from. Uh, first off, I love the name. Oh, uh, thank I love, you. It is I, the I, stupidest name to say, but it is it is literally my favorite thing. <laughs> I'm, when I when I had discovered you on on the gram, as the kids call it these days, um, mm-hmm. I was just like right off the bat before I had even looked at your uh, at your profile or anything like that. The name was just like, oh, this is such a clever like punny fun name i was like there's there's no way this person is going to be uh awful and i was correct <laughs> i was right. correct it's not awful I, it's not great it's not awful it's not yeah awful. we we here at elite Eight showdown uh use the very very uh elite bracket of is it awful or not and uh, <laughs> most of the time it is so you uh have passed that bracket yeah. but where did you where did you come up with figuratively speaking minis and what is figuratively speaking minis Okay, so figuratively speaking is my company, it's my brand. I came up with it uh, in my basement one time that I was painting and I was like, oh, I am figured, I'm I'm literally painting little figures. Ha 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 ha. How can I make this a pun? And I came up with that. I I, I love it. I, I made a know, joke to myself and I thought it was funny. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, that's how this entire show got started. So um, it's, you know, and it's a lot of fun. And you are, you are a commissioned painter, right? Yeah. Um, you yeah. do commission work for miniature painting of, of any and all scales. You do Dungeons and Dragons. Mm-hmm. You do Warhammer. Mm-hmm. You do 40K. You do board game minis. Um yeah. Pretty much, if it is in miniature form, made of plastic, metal, or resin, and can be painted, uh, it, you're you're doing it. 
I'm either painting it or building it. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. Um, I now, what got you into miniature painting? Like, what was it that got you? Because as a miniature painter myself, um, you know, there's always there's always the story. There's always yeah. there's always the reason why we got into it. What was your reasoning for getting into it? Well, uh, we were playing board games with uh, my husband's friends and coworkers, and uh, uh, one of them uh, became a dear friend of mine, and he suggested that I give it a shot. And he gave me his paint set, and he gave me a board game just to practice on and see if I liked it. And I've always been a little artsy since I was a kid. So I was like, oh, why not? Um, I needed a hobby. I was, I had just had uh, my second kid, so I wasn't leaving anywhere or going anywhere um, or ha- doing anything fun. So <laughs> I needed a hobby. And this one, you know what, it kind of fit the bill. I could do it in the basement. I could have alone time. I was being creative and using my brain again, which was wonderful. Uh, and so it kind of just snowballed from there. Uh, and I think that's a story that we actually don't, we don't hear too often, but I think it's overly common. Yeah. This idea, this yeah. idea within this miniature community was just like, I needed something. I needed a hobby. Somebody just was like, Hey, give this a try. Just, just see how you like it. And more often than not, I don't know anybody who, who has walked away and been like, yeah, that's not for me. Like they always fall in love with, with miniature painting because you get to, you can be creative, you can be artsy, but there's a low barrier of entry. Yeah. Oh, and I, and I think that's what's so great about it is like you don't have to be a master painter you don't have to you know have all the schooling and knowledge of how painting works you can just grab a brush and kind of just figure it out and then each time you paint a little more it's just better and better until you know you're doing commission work and running your own company yeah oh no for sure and that's just it like I knew basic painting techniques, uh, base coating and dry brushing. And that was it. That was just from high school ceramic class. So you kind of just were like, all right, well, if you, if you tried it in high school, then yeah, sure. We'll give it a shot here. Let's just, let's just see what happens. And then you learn by like going on YouTube or Google searching, like, how do I, how do I do this? And then boom, you're immersed in this world. And like, so once I started, I watched hours upon hours upon hours of uh, YouTube tutorials and videos and stuff like that. And I was just like, oh my gosh, there's a whole world here. This is like, this is what those weird war gaming stores are about in the mall those weird stores that i was all like i would always like walk by and you would see the figures in the glass cases in the windows that's what that was about oh and then it all clicks and then you just keep doing it and then you meet people who are just as interested in it as you are and then you get excited even more so then you continue yeah it's fun i love it yeah it's it's kind of crazy um when you when you think about like because when i was a kid when i was 16 years old uh maybe i was even 14 when i first got into it i i said to myself this is this is going to be my hobby till the day i die Mm -hmm. and then when i went to college uh i you know i fell out of it i there was nobody around that was painting or playing or anything um and i I came home after college and i saw my stuff sitting there and i'm just like man remember when i used to enjoy that remember when i used to do that and then a bunch of years later, I just finally decided, you know what, I'm going to I'm going to pick it up again. I'm going to try it again. And I fell maybe even more in love with it. You know what I mean? Because like I, it was you know, it was that it was that distance. It was that time away. And now I'm back and I 
I can appreciate it and love it and hone my skill more. Mainly, I guess, quote unquote, because I have the time, you know, um, in compared mm-hmm. to when I was in school and stuff. Yeah. Um, but miniature painting is not your only obsession. No, you are without question. One of the biggest Lord of the Rings fans I know. Um, you get you, you get overly hyped I about uh, about Lord of the Rings. Uh, the only thing, the only thing, which uh, this is a nice little callback to previous episodes. You're a bit of a Zelda fan. I am. If I, if, uh, yes. I am. <laughs> uh, you yeah. have uh, you have one of my favorite things ever. Now, let me ask you: Do you pronounce it Navi or Navy? Navi. Okay, you pronounce it Navi. Because yeah. Tim and I argued about how we were going to pronounce it on the show when That's we did fair. the most annoying sidekick ever. Yeah. Um, but you had you makeshifted your own and glued it to your monitor as a way to motivate you. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay, okay. It's not my fault. Okay, so my husband made me the little hey listen sign and taped it on my monitor. And then I'm like, oh, that's so cute. So then I made a little fairy to go with the to the, go with the, the speech bubble. So yeah, it's not my fault. It is it is quite easily the most adorable thing I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. Uh and and uh, but Lord of the Rings. Now, yes. here's the you know, here's here's the catcher. I remember Lord of the Rings as a kid. Mm-hmm. I remember loving it as a kid. You know, I never, as it's been well documented here on the show, uh, I don't read books. That's mm-hmm. that's just something I don't do. Um, reading is for nerds. But mm-hmm. I loved the movies. I was a huge fan of you know Fellowship and Two Towers. And uh, Return of the King, despite its four and a half hour long ending, um, it was it was they were all really good. Were you a book fan before you were a movie fan? Do you even like the movies? Yes. Yes. To all of the above. I read The Hobbit when I was in like the fourth grade. Loved it. I read Lord of the Rings and then I watched all the movies when they came out. My dad, we had like a special family date my dad would take my brother and I and we would go watch the movies every single time that they would come out and then I got older and I bought the box set and then the extended editions came out so now we watch those regularly (laughs) (laughs) I love it what's uh, what's what is your favorite out of out of both the uh you know the original trilogy and then uh the prequel trilogy of the you know of the hobbit um what is your what's your favorite what's your favorite one my favorite movie? Yeah. What's your favorite movie? Return of the King Extended Edition. Oh my God. That's like 19 and a half hours long. Yeah. Like that is, that's so much stuff. Yeah, it's great. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> uh, now, what is it, what was it about Lord of the Rings that, um, that attracted you? Is it because of the high fantasy? Because like, I'm, I'm not really a Lord, I'm a Star Wars guy. I'm a sci, yeah. you know, more of a sci-fi more space opera um i guess too right um and it's like they're the same and yet they're so widely different right because it's it's totally different genres and stuff like that and it's just it's one of those things i i love i love lord of the rings but i don't love it like i love star wars Mm -hmm. i don't love it like i love the marvel movies Mm -hmm. and i think it's which is weird because i when i got into miniature wargaming it was because of the Lord of the Rings miniature game um, mm-hmm. that Games Workshop produced. And yeah. then I quickly jumped over to Fantasy Battles, um, right. Warhammer Fantasy Battles. Um, so it's weird because I did not get into like the grim darkness of, of Warhammer 40,000 until much later in my life. Um, mm-hmm. 
and yet I, I find myself more interested in that um, in other forms of media, like movies and comics and things like that. Um, but what is it about Lord of the Rings that makes it so much more enjoyable for you than like, let's say other, other versions. Cause I mean, there's Zelda, you know, you also love Zelda. Zelda's yeah. kind of that high fantasy as well. Is it just yeah. the high fantasy that you love? You know what? It's, it's the world that was created before your eyes that you can really probably fit yourself into. You could make yourself a character into this world. You can touch it. You can feel it. You can taste it. You know, it's, it's such an immersion of your psyche, I think that like, like you can just you can just imagine yourself being there. And that's why I love high fantasy. I love those incredibly descriptive landscapes, those those uh, really intricate characters, that whole dynamic. Uh, you know what in Lord of the Rings, like gosh, like half, first half of the uh, Fellowship of the Ring, you're reading about the friggin hillside. like it's it's it sounds beautiful. It's beautiful artwork. It's beautiful sounds and 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 music. And oh, I just I love I love the mental escape that you can go into in these worlds. I think it's brilliant. I I completely I completely agree with you. Um, I if there was one thing that I loved about the movies, it was just how how visually breathtaking the locations were, right? Yeah. And the and that they like they went to New Zealand. They they found all these areas to shoot. Um, of, not a ton of it is done. At least at that time was done in CG. Um, they did a lot of on location stuff. Um, so I was I I do I love it for that aspect of things. Maybe it's just because there's no blasters that I just can't love it as much. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> there's, there's not swords. So that yeah. something. I mean, sure, okay, fine. I mean, it's cool. Like uh, you know, there's axes and bows and and. And giant elephants. I mean, give me a giant elephant and anything, and I'm and I'm gung ho for it. Yeah. So, um, but today's today's topic was my special guest here, Courtney. Figuratively speaking, minis. We are going to crown the greatest Lord of the Rings character of all time. Now, I have curated a bracket, um, and normally on here we do the really kind of absurd deep dives when it's when we're kind of doing things um, just for content purposes. Also, yeah. I really enjoy pissing off our, our fans uh, because I didn't choose something that they figured would have been on the list. But in this, in this aspect, I actually kind of went with just the characters that I loved the most. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, so we are going to, we're going to go right into it. And yeah. we're going to talk about bracket number one. And it yes. is sponsored by Built Bar. Have you ever had a Bilt Bar, Courtney? No, I can't say I have. Well, let me tell you about Bilt Bar. Bilt Bar is an amazing product that is a more kind of like a, a, a meal supplement. Um, it's packed with protein. It's only four grams of sugar. And they have amazing, absolute delicious flavors like coconut, um, double chocolate German cake, um, and oh, what's the new one? Oh, I just had this like apple crisp one the other day. Um, they are delicious. packed, yeah, and they're packed with about fourteen to fifteen grams of protein. Um, they are great for on the run if you're on the go um, meals. I now you know uh, before I became the entrepreneur and uh, and you know uh, crazy business mogul that I am uh, because of the show. Uh, I you know I worked in a kitchen where I was uh, having to get up at four or five a.m. I grab a built bar. I'm on my way out the door. I'm chowing down on it as I'm getting to work and it would hold me till lunch. And it, it, 
they're really delicious. They're not like, you know, Cliff Bars or Luna Bars. They're they're just so good. And right now, they have just relaunched their entire website, done a ton of, of uh, renovations and redesigns. And if you go to BuiltBar.com and at checkout, use promo code PROFESSIONALCASUAL, all one word, you will get 10% off your order and every additional order after that. It is currently the only way to get discounts. They used to have a whole discount system. Uh, they got rid of that, and now it's just a flat $10 or 10% off your order. BuiltBar.com, promo code professional casual at checkout. Our first bracket, Court, are you ready? I'm ready. Bring it. Okay. We've got arguably my favorite character in the entire existence of this, of this universe. He's arguably the best friend that nobody rightfully deserves, yet we all get to appreciate and enjoy. He is the man, the myth, the legend, Sam Wise Gamgee, stepping up in bracket yeah. number one. But he mm -hmm. is going up against arguably the meme king of, of Lord of the Rings. Mm -hmm. uh, the greatest, the greatest kind of douchebag, I always thought. <laughs> Who dies one of the dopest ways possible? Yeah, Boromir. Yeah, stepping it up now. I love, I love Samwise Gamgees. Yeah, he's, I love Samwise. Everything about Samwise is is like he's just like he's just such a good friend. He is the mm -hmm. lawful good, right? Of yeah. of this story. Yeah, and he stays the lawful good of this story. He loves his best friend so much that he's willing to risk life and limb. To, to help him accomplish this task that he has to do. Yeah. Um, he, you know, he kind of has that best friend jealousy when it comes to like Smeagol and Gollum. You know what I mean? Like, he's oh, like yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why we got to take this guy with us. You know, like, yeah, like kind of yeah. like weird big brother syndrome <laughs> there. Yeah. Um, and, and most importantly, he gave us the greatest line for at least for a culinary person. In the entire potatoes. yes, potatoes. potatoes. I, I must scream that at least <laughs> nine hundred times a day at my job. Any time that I have to grab a potato, I yeah. always look at somebody and go potatoes, and they have yeah. no idea what I'm talking about, and they absolutely cool. hate me. Yeah. Oh, they're not as cool. You're absolutely right. Uh, they're the worst. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they're the absolute worst human beings but he's going up against boromir the the character who kind of is the first uh, the first sacrificial lamb yeah. for the good guys in yeah. in this in this journey um what's how do you feel about samwise gamgee's and his kind of overall arcing character in lord of the rings well I feel like Samwise is the true hero of Lord of the Rings. Uh, <laughs> I'm completely on team Samwise. He, he is the best. He has the most, like, like, I, I don't know. He's just, he's got his own arc. He's got great personality. He's funny. He's innocent. He's endearing. I just, I love him. I love him. I, you know, you're absolutely, you're absolutely right. And when you say he's like, he's innocent, 
he he keeps he kind of keeps that innocence throughout the entire you know the entire three movies or three books but yeah. more importantly he never becomes really jaded he never exactly. becomes he never becomes truly angry he just no. becomes so sad because he just wants frodo to 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 get this done right. and he knows what he has to do and yeah. i just that's that's a character arc that i think a lot of the times other things try to do mm-hmm. and don't do it well right. and i think sam wise is the primest example and the perfect example of that but he's going up against boromir i mean yeah. this this dude i mean okay so what's your feelings on boromir collectively as a whole um from, um, from, from introduction to when he gets just roasted and destroyed right. in the dopest way possible well, see, and it's so unfortunate that we don't get to see his father until the second movie, right? And third movies. Like, we don't get to see that, that dynamic. So, if you're just going off the first movie, you're like, oh, this guy's a douche. Like, what is wrong with him? Like, he's just, he's just, he's power hungry. But look at the way his father treated them. You know, mm-hmm. all Boromir wanted to do was to gain power for his empire, for Gondor and all that kind of stuff, right? But... His dad um, and the way he treated Faramir and everything like that, like, you know, that's his upbringing probably wasn't the best, you know, to make some really good decisions here. He's probably just like, oh, yeah, I get what I want when I want it because Mm -hmm. I'm Boromir. And now this time he got, you know, he was told, no, this is not for you. So he probably threw a little bit of a tantrum, in my opinion. So, no, I like Boromir. But he redeemed himself at the end, which is wonderful, wonderful character writing. But at the same time, as a person, I think, you know what, his if say he didn't die in the first movie, I think his character development would have been very interesting to watch because maybe he would have realized a thing or two. And maybe, you know, uh, sharing the whole kingdom with Aragorn and, and all that kind of stuff, that would have maybe come to a head. And that would have been a really neat character development to see for him how he was going to share the kingdom or, or whatnot. But because he died in a totally badass way, he totally redeemed himself. I like Boromir, but I think... As a person, he probably should have like read a self-help book or two on, you know, like how to how to create boundaries with your parents and you know how to how to foster good relationships, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I absolutely I absolutely agree with you on that one. Um, if you have you have to pick a winner here, we going Samwise or Boromir? To no, we're going. On. We're going Samwise. We're going I, Samwise. I, I mean, come on. Like, it's not that hard. This is not, I mean, Samwise just, just wrecks. Samwise Boromir'd Boromir down in round one. Yeah. We are moving on to bracket. Hold on, Court, we have to do this real quick. Moving on. (laughs) That is the catchphrase that everybody on all the other shows mocks me for, because apparently (laughs) I yell it after every bracket. Yeah, I listen to everybody else's podcasts. (laughs) Bracket number two. Brought to us by Skillshare.com. Are there any maybe crafts um, or or trades or techniques that you would love to learn more about? Yes, cross-stitching. Cross-stitching. I'm really glad you brought that up because over at Skillshare.com, they have endless amount of videos that you can check out by real professionals making videos and tutorials on literally anything and everything 
all of the editors here at Elite Eight Showdown learn how to do podcast editing through Skillshare. They also, I learned how to do sculpting. Um, Dan learned uh, probably how to write his book through Skillshare.com. Skillshare.com has endless amount of possibilities. And if you use the link in our description below, you will get two free months of Skillshare um, to check it all out and then cancel it. And we get a little bit of a kickback and we appreciate you for doing that. And if you want to hang around and you want to learn more stuff, absolutely 100% go check it out. I am not joking when I say the Skillshare is some of the best stuff out there when it comes to tutorial work. Because sure, you can go look um, on YouTube for stuff and have a bunch of like, you know, people who think they know what they're doing. These are real people in, in, in the industry that they are a master of showing you the cooking videos alone are fantastic. So Skillshare.com, again, use that link in our description of this episode below. Bracket number two, Court. This yeah. is this is this is a knockdown drag out fight that this we got. This is kind of a spicy one. Yeah, we've got Arwen going up against the I mean the the big baddie himself. Yeah. The the true master of the one ring. Sauron, which is which is like I now I don't know why I grouped these two together because uh, we have Arwen, right? She's an yeah. elf. She's also the ironically the only female on this bracket, so yeah. she's got a lot of representation to go on here. I remember not okay. So in the movies, she's played by uh, what's Liv his next's yes, uh, uh, Liv Tyler. Yeah, I'm not a huge Liv Tyler fan, so I wasn't like on board. When I like when I first heard that she got casted for this character, until I saw the wave of water horses, mm-hmm. and then I was like, "Oh shit, she can summon water horses!" Okay, <laughs> so like you have my attention. Um, I feel like more often than not in the movie, her sheer badassery was not portrayed enough. Yeah. Um, more often than not, we kind of see her as, in like post-action um mm-hmm. like sequences mm-hmm. we uh, more often i i say this a lot on the show uh it's it's the perfect story that got ruined by a a really not greatly told uh love story that mm-hmm. i'm sure now i'm going to get a lot of hate um so go <laughs> ahead and tweet us at top tier casual all your hate tim would love that um but I just, I don't know. There was just something about maybe, maybe it was just because of the way the movie was that I felt like the love story between, between her um, and I'm totally blanking. Aragorn. Thank you. Aragorn. Um, I always want to call him Strider uh, because that's, that's what they call him. And I, and I ironically saw fellowship more than anything because everybody like all my friends didn't want to go see it at once so i saw it like nine times because i saw it with like nine different people um but i don't know there was just something about that like that love story that always turned me off and i always wanted more from the movie from her because i had heard that she was just just this badass character in the books Mm -hmm. and then uh you know, and then we didn't really get that. But I think that she is an, uh, an intricate part of this um, of this movie. Mm-hmm. And more importantly, though, she's going up against Sauron. She's going up against the big the big man himself. That's true. Which I mean, 
is it it for me it's hard to argue that opening sequence of fellowship mm-hmm. where he is just swinging that sword yeah and just, just i mean just wrecking dudes right yeah. like he is he's a one man you know machine but he's taken down and he's trapped and he can't get out now and this is literally like he is literally weirdly enough he's the antagonist that's not really around in this in this movie yeah it's kind of interesting isn't it yeah because like like he's you know the eye is there at the tower and he's always brought up and he's always talked about Mm -hmm. but man we never really see him except for in these like flashbacks Mm -hmm. to to when you know to when the war had happened and things like that yeah i I'm a huge Sauron fan. Sauron was the first miniature for uh, the miniatures game that I bought. Oh, nice. Um, and I remember painting him with all black paint, yeah. uh, like craft paint, and <laughs> ruined the model. Uh, ended up, I think, breaking off. I think he had a mace in his hand at okay. the time. Um, and the mace, I had like tried to straighten it out so much that it ended up breaking because it, like, I couldn't get it straight and I had just weakened the metal to the point where it snapped off. Good, good old good old days of really thin weird pewter metal uh shout out to plastic miniatures now because they're <laughs> <laughs> they're at least easier to fix when they break that's true um but what's your feelings on arwen what's your feelings on sauron yeah, let, let me a, let me hear the hot corny take yeah no this is good this is a good one like if we're going by just what's in the movies which is so unfortunate because sauron is actually such a really interesting character he's supposed to be one of the most beautiful elves to ever exist blah 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 anyways um you know it, uh and arwen i see what you're saying about it because it's like she was so what a great introduction. She was like a badass rescuing Frodo, doing the magic, killing the killing the wraiths. Like it was it was great. But then from there on, she was just like, Oh father, you lied to me. And she's like all sad and weepy, and I miss Aragorn and all this. And it's just like, oh my gosh, like where's the badass ass-kicking princess? Like, where is she? Um, so like I, I I do love Liv Tyler as a character. I do love her character. I do love her aesthetic and everything. But like I like Sauron a lot too. I I you know what Sauron is badass. He's 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 a villain and it's good. And you're but also in the movies, you don't get to see a lot of his history. You don't get to see a lot of why he made the ring. You don't get to see a lot of who he was, what he's done, all this kind of stuff. So that's unfortunate. So I think, I think my vote is going to go with Arwen this round because the movies did not do Sauron justice. Ooh, I, I am actually, I am, I am genuinely surprised by that, but I, I will, <laughs> I will agree that like, you're absolutely right. Cause like, he's kind of just like, like I say, he's kind of this, this omniscient, evil existence that everybody's terrified of but he's Mm -hmm. never really around and we don't we don't learn a lot about that like we don't know why these things were done and and stuff like that yeah and and like you know it's easy to explain it all in a 300 page book it's Mm -hmm. hard to do it in a movie that's supposed to be two and a half hours long you know especially when you have to when you have to capture all of these really awesome you know scenes of of battle and, and things like that yeah of of all of the uh the like I don't know like like henchmini guys that Sauron had mm-hmm. who was your who was your favorite 
out of the henchmen. Well, like the henchmen, like so, like mine was always. I loved the mouth of Sauron because I just loved oh, its aesthetic. My gosh, that is my favorite when he comes oh. out of the black gate and he starts talking, and you're just like, yes. What is that? That's the mouth of Sauron. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, hands down, that is by far my most favorite scene in in Return of the King. Yeah, it's and like. And it's a shame because it never made. It wasn't in the original theatrical release. They, yeah. I think they had like a they had like a goblin or or, or something or an orak, uh, orak, orak. Yeah, thank you. I don't know. Like, uh, there's like 19 different words now for for orcs <laughs> thanks to James Workshop. So I can't keep them all straight. Um, I feel like maybe one of them came out instead. And like, what a missed opportunity! But they put it in that extended edition, and it's like, what are you? Yeah. Like, you are. You are not what I remember walking out, and you are dope. Like yes. you are super awesome. Um, and the cool miniature, character. the miniature for him is incredible. Yeah. The one that Games Workshop produced uh, fairly recently for the relaunch of the Lord of the Rings game. Okay, I, I mean, captured that like that just evil, grotesque. Yeah, in, like, like the most eerie way. Yeah, and yet there's something kind of gothically beautiful about him. I totally like, agree with the helmet that covers his eyes. Yeah. He even had it, eyes. Right. Like, we don't even know, because, like, the whole thing is he's supposed to, you know, he's the mouth. He's the yeah. talking piece. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I, yeah, I, I, I'm, I think one of their biggest blunders for the movie was never putting him in originally. Yeah. Um, and I just, I love that character. I love that character so much. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Hands down. But Arwen's moving on. So we're going to move on now to bracket number three, brought to us by ProfessionalCasual.com. You can head over there, check out all of our other shows, check out this show and all past episodes. Of course, check out the the store um, page, check out the giveaways page. There's tons of stuff over there. There's no reason why you shouldn't be visiting visiting at least weekly to ProfessionalCasual.com. Number three is going to be fun. Number three is a battle of the wizards it's yeah. saruman going up against now i would like to point out i just put gandalf mm-hmm. i didn't put gandalf the gray or mm-hmm. gandalf the white yeah because i maybe maybe i should have made but we're going we're going to count them kind of both right yeah um gandalf let's, let's talk about gandalf because i like I, I personally like gandalf more than i like sauron yeah me too uh, or Saruman. See, that was the other thing that really drove me nuts about this movie was there was Saruman and there was Sauron. Yes. And they were pretty goddamn close. And as a you know 14-year-old kid, I couldn't tell this freaking <laughs> difference between the two. After I was like, wait, isn't that the bad guy? I'm so confused right now. Yeah. Um, but Gandalf, the the literal Jesus of, of Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Uh, sacrifice the second. Uh, no, I guess technically, I guess technically, Gandalf was the first sacrifice. That's uh, true. Was, yeah, yeah. I kind of, I kind of forget that because he ends up coming back. That like, like no, technically he, you know, is a, a total, a total badass of an individual yeah. played by an absolute badass. Oh yeah, totally. Um, because you know he, he's Magneto. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. to me, he was Magneto. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's how that's when he was first introduced to me. So I'm just like, oh my god! Like he's Magneto, he's Gandalf, he's like all the best characters that ever existed in 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 comic books and in literature. 
But he fights, of course, the Balrog in Fellowship. And yeah. he takes it down and he duels and he dies. And then he comes back as Gandalf the White. I I love Gandalf as a character because he is he's supposed to be that old man of wisdom and knowledge, you know, uh, trope in, in a story, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. he knows what needs to be done. Yeah. He he knows what he has like what has to well he knows the ramifications of what happens if things aren't done, right? Like right. And yet for some reason <laughs> and this is I this is a weird segue. This is my gripe with Dragon Ball Z, right? He's kind <laughs> of the Goku of of Lord of the Rings. He knows what needs to be done. He knows okay. the problem. Yeah. But he doesn't go take care of it himself. No. He's like, you guys are going to have to figure this out because one day I'm going to die. And yeah. he dies. And then he fucking comes back anyway. Right. <laughs> so like, well, it's like, well, I don't know. Why'd you just go and do it then? You old man. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but Gandalf is, is the good wizard, right? He is yeah. the, he's the lawful good wizard who has a bit of a temper. Yeah. You know, he kind of gets snarky and, and, and sassy at times. Yeah. But he's going up against literally his nemesis, his counterpart. Right. Yeah. The 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 antithesis of who he is. Saruman. The true which they were friends, right? Yeah. Like that was mm-hmm. that was kind of the whole thing. And then Saruman kind of fell to the evil and and the allure of Sauron. What's your feelings about Saruman? What's your feelings about Gandalf? Well, I mean, of course, I love Gandalf. Gandalf takes the cake for me. He's like the most idyllic wizard. He fits the bill of the, you know, the wise old man. He's kind. He's sassy. He's he's kind of grumpy sometimes. He's, you know, when he's mad at Pippin, but at the same time, he understands what Pippin is going through and his discovery of this great big world. Like, wow. Um, and, you know, and, and when the battle is happening at Gondor and he tells Pippin about, you know, what heaven would be like and sort of speak and, and all that kind of stuff. Like, he's just, what a great character. I just, I love Gandalf. I love him when he's Gandalf the Grey. I love him when he's Gandalf the White. I think he's such a dynamic character and a huge player in the game, obviously. Uh, his counterpart, Saruman. Oh, I don't like that character. <laughs> I don't like it at all. Um, I think it's just like a, um, the character's so static, it's not really interesting to watch. It's just like, yeah, okay, so you needed an evil guy. You needed a powerful evil wizard. Okay, there he is. And he's, yep. there's there's nothing else to him. Um, there's no, you know, there's no empathy. You, you feel nothing for him. You just feel nothing like, oh, okay, yeah, he's there. He's just he's just an evil wizard. There's nothing about him that's remotely interesting. Why is why did he go evil? Again, this is this is just uh, based on the movies and whatnot. So, like, why is he evil? We don't know. Why did he change sides? Who knows? Uh, so, yeah, that's that's unfortunate. But yeah, this bracket will definitely, definitely be Gandalf. I mean, again, it, it's not it's not even close. No, um, it isn't. But I, I think that's a really important point that you that you bring up is like we don't we don't know why. I mean, based on the movies, we don't know why he turned evil. Yeah. And they they kind of talk about and mention the fact that like Gandalf loves Sauron, you know, Sauron. Mm-hmm. He he was he wasn't mad again, he wasn't mad. Yeah. He was just so sad and disappointed yeah. that this is where he had, had come, but he knew what he had to do. Yeah. Like if he was gonna have to kill 
Saruman that he was willing to do it, which I think is an interesting dynamic. And I'll pose this question before we go to bracket number four. Mm -hmm. If it came down to it, do you think Samwise could have killed Frodo? No. See, I think I think you're right. I think I think Frodo's love or Samwise's love for Frodo, he would have regretted it, but I don't think he could have killed him. No, I don't and think I, so. no. Yeah, it's 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 crazy and it's insane to think about, but like it's like that that ending could have been so different, right? Like yeah. if the things didn't happen the way they just happened to happen there was a very good possibility that they would have lost mm -hmm. because of Samwise's love for Frodo and yeah. not willing to do what he had to do. And I think that's a big difference in kind of the alignments of Gandalf and Samwise yeah. is that like Gandalf knows that if he had to kill Frodo, he would do it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like he knew, he knew like if worse comes to worse and I have to go up there and I had to beat the shit out of that little dude, I will throw I will him in the lava. He would have. Yeah. Yeah. He'll Spartan kick him into the lava and just end this whole thing. Yeah. And then hop on an eagle and get the hell out of there. You know what I mean? Yeah, like totally. But I don't think Samwise would have done it. And no. and I think that's a really interesting dynamic. And just showing more that he was a true lawful good character. Totally. That he that his code versus killing and his friendship to Frodo would have literally caused the absolute worst possibility to happen. Yeah. But bracket number four, here we go, there baby. Go. The last, the last of the preliminaries is brought to us by patreon.com slash professional casual. Head over there. We court we got so much stuff on our Patreon. Mm -hmm. We've got weekly blog vlogs. We've got Danny's blogs. We've got Dan. Uh I think Dan does something over there in addition to everything else. I've got let me tell you, we've got behind the scenes here at Elite Eight Showdown where I do job interviews with all the other characters. We've got uh, Chuck and Tim watched wrestling where we do fun little watch ones. I just did one by myself for, for your entertainment. We've got so much stuff over there for as little as $1 a month. You can get access to all of this stuff. And if the higher tiers, you get more access like the monthly giveaway of anything in our store. So much stuff. Go over to patreon.com slash professional casual to check out all the great deals. Chris and is a dollar. That's less than a cup of coffee per month. You're welcome. All that free content and a little less caffeine. What, what else can we, what else can we provide to you? You're so welcome. Bracket number four court. Here we go. Yes, here we go. It's it's the it's a battle of the stunties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a good one. This is this is a this is a four foot of fury fight right now. <laughs> We've got Gollum, the 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 stupid cave dwelling nerd, <laughs> going up against the man who literally has an axe and will yeah. give it to you, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Gimli. My my personal one of my I actually have the helmet of Gimli. Um, nice. on uh, like uh, like a display, like a display helmet, and I was yeah. very disappointed when I found out that it did not fit my head. Oh, um, and I almost and I almost broke a piece of it off. Oh, no. um, but <laughs> it is it is one of my uh, one of my favorite things. Gimli was one of my favorite characters. I really? was always a, How come? Uh, 
Um, I'm, I am. So there's, there's two kinds of people in this world. Court. Mm-hmm. There are okay. elf people and there are dwarf people. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you've ever seen me, but I'm a dwarf guy. <laughs> Big beard. I love, you know, runic tattoos. Apparently, I love axes. I love mining for gold. Yeah, like yeah. all of the things that dwarf. I. If there's one thing, Court, I am good at, it's holding grudges for okay. centuries. Yeah. Okay. okay? There you yeah. Go. Yeah. I. Yeah. Remember that. Michael Cole from second grade. I still remember what you did. You know what I mean? Like, oh, no. like I've got it written down in a book of grudges. Don't think I don't. Yeah. Um, so like Gimli was always kind of my favorite character. Cause he also, he's like the weird comic relief of the, yes. uh, of, of this, like, cause he's, he's the comic relief because he's such the straight man. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, and yep. that's what makes it funny is because, like, he's all, like, I mean, half of them are just because he's short and it's just a mm-hmm. bunch of short jokes. Mm-hmm. But that that buddy cop, like, relationship that he has with Legolas throughout the entire series, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, where where they're counting when uh, my favorite one of my favorite uh, scenes with them is when they are. Um, it's the battle of it's at, it's at the end in in Return of the King and they're having the competition of how many they can kill. Yeah. And and Legolas brings down the entire elephant, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Well, that still counts as one." Like, yeah. it's yeah, it's it's one of my favorite that their relationship is one of my favorite things about Lord of the Rings. Yeah, because it's just how silly and over the top it is, right? Oh, totally. Yeah. Um, and the fact that, like, you know, in any high fantasy, elves and dwarves fucking hate each other. Yeah, like yeah. they're. They have that weird pride, but they're the exact like opposite sides of the spectrum about it, right? Because right. like elves have like that elegance and class and 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 uh, you know dignity of of, of diplomacy, and right. dwarves are just like your working man. You're you're just angry, unionized, pissed off at everybody. <laughs> We're tired of working, you know, all the time and not getting OSHA to come down and check these you know minds out situation like yeah but but they have that sense of loyalty and family and pride and what they do they're just always angry about it and then there's the elves who have the same thing and they're angry about it but you know with glitter so it's it's kind of <laughs> like it's kind of one of those things but i was always a Gimli fan now are you i mean it's not hard for me to guess this are you a dwarf or are you an elf person well what would you think I would assume that you're an elf person. I, I mean, know, of course, I'm an elf person. Yeah, I'm, I mean, freaking Rolando Bloom playing Legolas. Come on. Yeah, exactly. And just the, I mean, most gorgeous blonde hair on a yeah. on a man I have ever it's seen. Just a beautiful, beautiful wig. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's he's just. Uh, I mean, that's 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 what puts butts in seats. Is is <laughs> Orlando Bloom in a in a gold wig for sure? Yeah. Um, but we can't gush about Gimli the entire time because he's got a sneaky son of a bitch going up against we got Gollum the the I guess you could say more of the active uh antagonist for at least Frodo and Samwise um the the whole reason why the ring is gone for so long right because it's it was his he had the possession of it he loved it so much blah 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 blah. he's the reason why half their fucking plans don't work right like because he just he wants to be he's the little brother right he just mm-hmm. wants to tag along and kind of be a part of it and help in, in actuality he's got his own motives right right and he's constantly literally arguing with himself 
Well, okay, um, okay. Let's make a distinction here then. Okay. Because okay. Gollum and Smeagol are two different characters, technically. I mean, I, yeah, okay, uh, sure. I mean, you... Because he's got you, a split personality. One is cursed and one is the innocent master Frodo-pleasing uh, little guy that wants just to make everybody happy, right? Like, he wants to, right. he wants Frodo to love him and he wants to be taken care of, but Gollum is the cursed uh, coin side of uh, opposite that, you know, he wants the ring and he'll do anything to get it and he's willing to manipulate anybody or anything to get what he wants. So could you say that the character of Gollum is technically Gollum and Smeagol? I mean, so like I, okay, I would because I found Smeagol more annoying than I did Gollum. Uh, I loved he, Smeagol. Smeagol was so endearing to me. Like I really loved that character. Uh, see, now that's that's funny that you say that because you you found him like so endearing and adorable. I yeah. found him, uh, you know, the 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 ass kisser who just brown noses the teacher the whole time. Oh, and totally. Just, you know, and, and just reminds everybody that they hadn't gotten homework for the weekend yet and, and rats <laughs> us all out. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. So, like, there was just so there was something about him that I just I didn't like. But I like but and I also because of because of Gollum, I didn't trust Smeagol. You know yes. what I mean? Oh, like, no, totally. Yeah. And like that was the biggest thing. I was like, I couldn't trust Smeagol because I knew that Gollum was always there, you know, yeah. and like and, and even though it was a split personality. Those lines were blurred more often than not. I oh, mean, so great because, yeah. like, when 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 uh, Gollum Smeagol were it was taking Frodo down into the into the mountain where the giant uh, spider was. I forget her name. Shalab, Shalab, something like that. Um, you, yeah, something like that. Your your guess because is better than mine. Smeagol knew full well what was going to happen. He didn't. He he was nervous, right? And Gollum mm-hmm. kind of took over, um, but in the end Smeagol was quite happy that he'd be getting the ring back and, and Gollum was happy he was getting the ring and he's like see you see precious I told you I'd take care of us etc etc it was it, it was it's just so good and the actor that played Gollum Andy Sudeikis uh yeah incredible somewhere. just like phenomenal like just out of this world amazing talent like I love Gimli I love Gimli he is the comic relief when he got Aragorn to toss him, you know, yeah. like, you know, forming relationships with elves, you know, it's so great. Great character mm-hmm. arc for Gimli. But I think I'm going to vote for Gollum on this one because I think dynamic character wise and an interesting uh, just like personality you know, what was he like before when he lived, you know, in, in like the Shire type setting? What was he like then? Was he as conniving as he is now? Like, what what kind of person was he in his past? He killed his friend for that ring. Right. Exactly. What was that all about? Yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Because he is... He's the he's the opposite of, of Samwise, right? Yeah. And yet he's still kind of like Samwise because the ring... The ring is the is the is the thing that that everybody wants to be a part of. Yeah. But for Samwise, Frodo was the ring, right? Yeah. Like he was willing to do anything for him, mm-hmm. and we were just lucky in that we didn't see what would happen if Frodo had to choose between, or if, if Samwise had to choose between Frodo and something else, right? Like because of because of how things end and and how they went. Samwise didn't have to make that choice. 
Gollum did have to make that choice. Yeah. And and that's and, interesting to watch that play out. Yeah, and and we and we see what happens uh because of it. Yeah. Um, you know, we get three fantastic movies literally because of it. So Yeah. Um going going back, here we go. We're in the semifinals, babe. Let's okay. do it. Let's do Ooh. it. This is this is a you know I mean I like to think this is going to be a tough one but it's Samwise versus Arwen. Why does Samwise win this one, Court? Because he's just an all around better character. Yeah, he's, he's the better character, right? Like yeah. he's the true he's the true hero of the story. He's the true protagonist of the story. Yeah. And Arwen again, an amazing character that I think gets ruined by a, a not well told love story um and 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 hindrance of of time right like a hindrance of time for for movies um but i pretty cut and dry yeah samwise james is moving on right yeah absolutely absolutely now this one's gonna be a little bit tougher our other semi-final round we got Gollum going up against the big wizard himself gandalf mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um i you know I mean, we, we, we talk, we've already talked it to death. Gandalf is, is that, is that kind of elderly man, you know, the, the mat, you know, he's the, he's the sensei. Yeah. He's the sensei who doesn't um, want, apparently, in my opinion, take any responsibility of actually making sure that the things need to get done to get done, but yeah. still comes and saves everybody at the last, at the last second. Yeah. Um, of course, cause you know, he, he comes as Gandalf the white charging over um and, and bringing the reinforcements um but Gollum, man Gollum is the reason why we have the story to begin with right Gollum is is the is the antagonist um for for frodo and samwise which one of these core gandalf or Gollum, is the greatest character to go up against samwise game juice man this is tough this one this one's tough um, I'm gonna say Gollum. Ooh, I, you know, I I'm actually kind of surprised because I, I, but I like this face. I like this face off. Yeah, this, this finals. Oh. Yeah, it's yeah, this <laughs> this finals is literally the fight. Yeah, uh, our finals brought to us, um, by 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 figuratively speaking, minis. Thank you. We'll send you the bill um, for for the, <laughs> but you can head over to uh, what figurativelyspeaking.com? Uh, figurativelyspeakingminutes.com on um, Instagram. I'm on Facebook, all pretty much under the same name. Fantastic. Just look her up. Go check out all of her stuff. Court. Yeah. Our final round. Here we go. Sam Wise going up against Gollum slash Smeagol. Yeah. Okay. Who I just who came is? up with it. Okay. You okay. tell me who is the greatest character of all time and why. Okay. This is this is this is my train of thought. Okay, so we've got Gollum. Mm-hmm. And Gollum, we know his arc, we know his character, we know he would kill for that ring, right? But That's then it. we've got Sam, and we brought up the fact that would Sam kill Frodo to save the world, to to throw that ring in the fire? And the answer pretty much is no in our opinions but would sam kill Gollum? i mean i would i would think so i think 
I agree. I 100% agree that he would kill Gollum to save the world, to save Frodo, et cetera, et cetera. And I think he's the winner of this round because it would be out of character for him to kill anything. He is a gardener. He's a cultivator of life. He is hopelessly optimistic and innocent, whereas Gollum, we know he would kill for that. So the surprising and most uh, turn of character would be Samwise Gamgee, if he was placed one-on-one against Gollum, he would come out the victor because he has more to live for. He's got more heart. He's got the spirit, the love, et cetera, et cetera. My vote goes to Sam. He's the, he's, he's, he's it. Sam's the best character ever. Ladies and gentlemen, we have it. Samwise Gamgee's. <laughs> Crown the greatest character of Lord of the Rings. I, I'm not going to argue with it. You're absolutely okay. <laughs> right. Uh, you're you're absolutely right because you, know, you make a you know you make a great point. Samwise is weirdly he was the supportive character, right? Like yeah. he was kind of he was like we all kind of assume like because Frodo was given this task that he's the main character, and right. we you know we do have that um, you know. Uh, Frodo's descent into madness, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's that's Frodo's arc. And will he actually do it when the time comes? Mm-hmm. But really, man, it's Samwise. It's Sam just loving his friend so much that he wants to make sure that that he can get the mission that he is given done. And you know, I there I really wish that we would have gotten some. I don't even know if it would be like fan fiction or what, but if we could have like gotten an answer to like, if Frodo had, you know, had finally not been able, you know, they didn't get to that point. And Samwise was presented with the idea that he might have to kill Frodo. Could he do it? It's like, it's like the greatest story never answered or greatest question never answered. Right. Yeah, totally. Because we didn't have to worry about it, but it it, it really makes me wonder because I think you're right. I don't think Samwise could have done it. Yeah. And I think I think he would have lived with that regret his entire life, right? With right. that burden, yeah. with that guilt that he was the reason why you know ev- everything just goes to shit. Yeah. And he I think he was lucky in that he didn't have to worry about that. Mhm. But there we go, folks, we have it Samwise Gamgee's. If if you liked this show, please check out the other amazing shows here at the Professional Casual Network, like The Space Between, where they do deep dives into video games and comic books. Um, at the time of this recording, they are currently deep diving um, Planet Hulk, uh, which is actually uh, a really good series um, because they are out to prove to me that um, the Hulk in a story based around solely around him is enjoyable. Because uh, I we have this thing called the Hulk theory here on the show, where the Hulk is a really interesting character when he's involved in other people's story arcs. But when it's the Hulk by himself, uh, he is boring as hell. Um, there's there's just not because his his character arc is always it's Bruce Banner trying to control the Hulk or and vice versa. Um, so they're reading Planet Hulk and checking that out, um, as well as if you're into super good docu-series deep dives check out the space between presents 
where the where I have joined the crew over there that time uh, this time to check out the uh, McMillions documentary over on HBO. Do you know what the McMillions documentary is, Corey? No, I don't. So the McMillions documentary follows the insanity um, and and almost unbelievability of how the uh, Monopoly game through McDonald's had been rigged by the mob for over 10 years without McDonald's ever knowing that it was happening. That's, that's actually pretty crazy, but it, like, it, very interesting. I would like to watch that. <laughs> it's, it's very interesting. Uh, it, and it is over on HBO Max, not a sponsor, um, but it is, uh, it is a really interesting documentary to just see how how insane it uh, it runs because essentially this mob family had been rigging all of these competitions and how each of the winners that were picked um lives are kind of destroyed by the fact that they had won because of how they you know had to pay so much money to get the ticket and everything it's a really good documentary series we are deep diving into it and giving uh, the uh, hot takes uh as you will and of course uh check out my friend and hopefully yours soon Courtney of Figuratively Speaking Minis. Court, once again, uh, as the professional wrestler Adam Cole would say, uh, plug your shit. Um, tell everybody where they can find you on the interwebs. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Charlie. Um, you can find me on Facebook, on Instagram, on Coffee. You can find me on, uh, I don't do Twitter. <laughs> That's, find me online on my website <laughs> that's that's fair um what is and your website your website has all your social medias yeah it does but i am most active on instagram as you know that is where i hang out the most that's where i yep. chat the most that's where i just i love to be um i do lives i do i'm on twitch i'm on youtube um where i stream on twitch and then i post it on youtube sometimes i do tutorials and th different things like that but if you want to get in touch with me to do a commission or have something uh, painted or sent or reviewed or anything like that. Uh, Facebook Messenger is uh, a great uh, way, but I also have an email at figurativelyspeakingminis at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. I would love to see what you have project-wise or product-wise. I'm, I'm for it. I'm here. Absolutely. I, and I will, you know, I am, I am not going to blow smoke, uh, but Courtney is one of my dearest friends. She's my mm -hmm. hobby accountability buddy. Yeah. Um, an absolute amazing commission painter. Definitely just go check out her work. Um, you know, it doesn't get said enough, but miniature painting is art and it's its own crazy, chaotic, masterful uh, in its own way. Um, she does some really amazing work and she's been doing some really great dioramas for things. Oh, go, yeah, just, go give her a follow. She's one of the most positive and 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 amazing people I've ever met through Instagram. I was so happy when I could get her on the show as a special guest. Courtney, thank you so much for being on the show with My us. pleasure. Thank you, thank you, thank you. My pleasure. Well, there you go. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, cats and squirrels, I have been your one host to rule them all, Big Chuck. For Courtney, and more importantly, for Tim, who's going to have to edit this show now and deal with the fact that I'm going to be very angry when I see him again, we say goodbye, stay safe, and remember to leave the blood on the bracket. This has been Elite 8 Showdown. 
Thanks so much for listening. Why don't you go and check out all the other great shows that the Professional Casual Network has to offer, including season one of The Space Between Presents I Saw a Tiger, which follows the Netflix smash series Tiger King and details the acid-washed antics of Joe Exotic, Carol Baskin, Jeff Lowe, as well as others. This season, we're taking a deep, dark dive into the four-part Netflix docuseries Jeffrey Epstein, Filthy Rich. Big Fiction Energy is our audio drama pod in which Tim, Danny, and myself tell the story of Lainey, the Girl Without Fear, a fantasy novel by Dan. A grim podcast of perilous adventure is the Professional Casual Network's Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay Actual Play podcast. We're playing through The Enemy Within, which is widely considered one of the best campaigns of any RPG. Join Dan as the GM as Danny, Tim, Alexander P. Nelson, and JB try to survive the perils of the old world. And if you needed more deep dives, also check out The Space Between, which is a discussion and review of the best games, comics, and nerd movies of today and yesteryear. We also have Elite Eight Showdown with high-octane host Big Chuck and his research team. Join him while he financially ruins his partner Tim and completes an eight-team tournament bracket that could be about anything and everything. Lastly, we have Professionally Asked, Casually Answered, a totally real, totally fake advice show where we take questions and topics from you, our listeners, and do our best not to completely ruin your lives. Danny, where could people follow us or ask us questions for Professionally Asked, Casually Answered? I'm so glad you asked that, Tim. You can go ahead and email us questions. Our email address is theprofessionalcasual at gmail.com. You can also follow us and message us on Instagram at theprofessionalcasual. On Facebook, we're facebook.com slash professionalcasual. Twitter, we're at top tier casual. Our website is theprofessionalcasual.com. On Patreon, you can find us at patreon.com slash professionalcasual. And you can also check out Lindsay's Instagram at lindsayfphotography, where you can check out all of her great photos of abandoned places and events. What are some other things that people could find on our Patreon, Danny? They can find Sarah's doodles. They can find different vlogs. They can find lots of polls. I know Big Chuck's got a ton of stuff up there. It's all just a wild time. Extra bonus content, all of those things.